Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Previously on Gresh and Fourier. They own the Patriots. They own them. If you just go back to the last three games, going back to the last playoff game and the last regular season game last season when they didn't punt, and even in the first game, December 1st, at Patriot Place, I mean, the running joke was, one of the Bills going to punt? Sure as hell, they punted sometime in, like, the second quarter. And it was like, oh, right. oh they punted everybody. And then they got a turnover. Yeah. And then they got more. This is Gresh and Fourier. And here's Hines on the run back, breaking a tackle, and taking it past midfield. And down the sideline he goes. This is storybook. An opening kickoff return for Tamar Hamlin. And this place is absolutely going wild. Oh, you just said this is storybook. This is almost fate. Andy Gresh. Here comes Hines again. Oh, my goodness. Can he do it twice? Is this for real? Can you believe it? Even a little Dion struck to the end zone. Christian Fourier. Allen takes the snap, back to pass. Has time, pressure coming. Unloads down the left sideline. He's got Diggs. Caught. Touchdown, Buffalo. A 49-yard strike as Allen hits Diggs. Can you dig it? Gresh and Fourier right now. New England is eliminated from the playoffs. Hey, DeMar, you asked, did we win? Well, it came six days later, but those boys you love got you the dub. 35-23 is your final here at Highmark. On WEEI. Well, some of it went as expected yesterday, Foyer, and some of it did not. The ultimate final result is that the New England Patriots lose to the Bills yesterday, 35-23. But there was some good, some bad, and we're going to start unpacking it with you at 617-779-7937. Foyer, what was your biggest takeaway from oh, yesterday's man. game? So the okay, so it's it's uh well I guess I'll start with the I'll start with positive. I'll start with Mr. Mr. Brightside, okay? That um that they actually had an offense that we should have been seeing the entire year. The offense looked good. It was uh, play action. It was efficient. They they brought up a different bunch of different looks, a bunch of different route concepts. So to me, where was that the entire year? That's all I kept thinking about. I was like, wow, this is actually, they look like they're, you know, once everything settled down, it looked like the offense was actually, you know, coached by an offensive coordinator. <laughs> That's what it looked like to me. That's what it looked like to me. But, but you really, need to shut your like, dirty mouth and saying that is what you need to do. <laughs> but I don't want to bury the lead. I don't want to bury the lead because ultimately, the lead is the most improbable thing happened twice. 
If I were to tell if I was to tell you that the Buffalo Bills would take the opening kickoff and run it back for a touchdown under those circumstances in that atmosphere with everything that was going on, you would probably say no way, no how, right? Wouldn't you? Not a chance in hell. Well, I I don't know because of the emotion. We know that Bill Belichick likes to defer. That one I can talk myself into. Okay, fine. I'll give you that one. Everybody is hooped up. I mean, yep. look. The the pregame atmosphere was everything you and I had talked about and even a little bit more. Okay, so I'll give you that one. Fine, it happens. Rare. Rare, rare. as can be. Okay, On kickoff the returns. kickoff. Right. Yeah, kickoff returns are rare to begin with. Opening kickoffs, okay, a whole nother story. The fact that it happened again, mm-hmm. the fact that it happened again has to be the most improbable thing of this entire outcome. Or that with all that being said, the Patriots still had a chance. They did. I don't know which one's... More, like, you know, improbable. The fact that they ran back two kickoff returns for touchdowns or, with that being said, the Patriots still had a shot at this? They had a chance. Like, after the first one, you're like, holy crap. And then the first series by the uh, by the Patriots, it's three and out, and Mac gets sacked. You're like, okay, this is the first time they throw it. It's a terrible throw. Everybody's all hyped up. And you're like, holy cow, this is going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Sure as hell, they settle down. And at one point in time, they actually took the lead in this game. It's crazy. I was like. I'm, they're not going to win this game, are they? There's not a chance in hell they're going to win this game. Well, actually, they didn't. But the fact that they kept they they stayed relevant up until like the you know the fourth quarter for the most part is amazing to me. Uh, and w- especially with the way it started, clearly the big kickoff return, and then the first offensive series for the Patriots was ugly. And I thought that everybody was overhyped. That's where that was the one time where I felt in watching yesterday's game that the Patriots were. We gotta match their intensity. Yeah. It's like they yeah. were. It's like they were trying to go out there like the old Ultimate Warrior, the old WWF wrestler, where you'd hear the music and he'd go sprinting down the aisle and he'd grab the rope and shake it. Like to me, that's what I thought Mac Jones was trying to do. It's like Ultimate Warrior, shake the rope, and then the defense gets a stop, and then it was boom, 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 down the field, end of the first or towards the end of the first quarter, and you tied it at seven, and that's when it was like. <laughs> All the air kind of came out of the place, and then it was just a normal football game. But until it wasn't started, well, (laughs) until it wasn't again. And and but to your point, it's fourteen fourteen. You have a chance to get in the end zone. You end up. You don't. You switch turnovers. You match turnovers. You kick the field goal. You're up seventeen fourteen. Then you give up that kick return. That's like the second kick return. You're right. It's like seeing a unicorn. Yeah, but. For the Patriots, it is we got the lead, and we turn around, and on the very next play, we give it up, a la Minnesota, mm-hmm. right? Minnesota is, I think Minnesota is the same situation where you went up, and then it was the kick return. I have to go back and look because uh, that one kind of stuck in my head a little bit. But, Christian, you know this better than anybody. That's the whole momentum game. And you always hear all the time, boy, in New England it used to be when they got the lead, they kept the lead. And this one, even though they only went up three, you give it back right away on a play like that. You wake the crowd back up, and then it felt like they were running at least a little bit in quicksand. Well, there's, you know, the more we talk about it, the more I just think of just different aspects of this game. And then it leads me to different aspects of the entire season. So as far as this game, as far as this game go, you were plagued by the same things that played you the very first week. You mentioned that first series. The first passing play 
was a basic stunt by the left side that Cole Strange and Trent Brown could not handle. Nothing, nothing like exotic, nothing crazy, just a defensive end, defensive tackle twist. That was it. Real simple. Mm-hmm. They can't pass it off. They can't handle it. They cannot handle basic football moves. Where's your offensive line coach? He's oh. calling plays. Right. Okay. So when I sit there and go, holy crap, and I remember, and if you go back to the very first game when Mac Jones was strip sacked, they couldn't figure out the blitz pickup. They let a man go. They just it, it, it was uh they could have picked it up, but they didn't know how to. They they couldn't anticipate it and Mac, you know, couldn't throw hot off of it. So the so so I looked at that, I'm like, nothing has changed. Simple, basic stuff. Two guys playing together the entire season. The entire season can't pick up a basic second play from scrimmage stunt. Mm. Nothing five strong. Oh my god, guys are bailing out. Just an end twisted, and then the defensive tackle came around. And it wasn't like the back was involved in whiffed or anything like that. You guys got to handle it. It's basic ENT stuff. So, yeah, ex- exactly. You actually explained it better than I did. ET stunt, right? That's it. Real simple stuff. Like the thing, things you do on the very first day. All right, all right, you're bored with the basic stuff. Okay, let's give you the next level. Okay, you go first, you go around them. Ooh, let me chase it. No, no, don't chase it. No, stay square. Well, what? I shouldn't turn my shoulders? No, you idiot. Right. Like, what are you doing? I understand. I can, In a way, I can sit there and look at Cole Strange and go, eh, you know what? He's get, they're, they're catching him left and right. They're always tricking him. He can never figure it out. But Trent Brown, you're there to help him out. Like, that's your buddy. Like, he's the, he's the baby. You're the adult. Like, help him out. Look, eyes over here. It just it drove me nuts. So, and the, which brings me to... All this stuff is so avoidable. It's all fixable. Every last aspect of this entire season was fixable. Didn't need to happen. Stupid teams, immature teams, poorly coached teams, teams that don't give a crap. This is how they this they just they're error repeaters. They do the same damn thing over and over and over again. Even if you coach them up, even if you tell them what to do, even if you give them multiple examples. Even if you show them what will happen if they don't do it right, even if you threaten to fire them, like this, none of this, none of nothing worked. Nothing worked. So you saw the same issues over and over and over again every single week, unless you played some crappy quarterback that gave you extra opportunities to bail you out of your own stupid situation. Which, by the way, Josh Allen gave you one. He gave he you one in the red zone, and then you had the the opportunity to go up seven. And it's the whole you couldn't take advantage of it. It ends up with three and yada, yada, and there we go. By the way, I did look up that Minnesota. They went up 23-16. They gave up the kick return to tie the game right away. Those are the kinds of plays. And look, I'm of those, and I even tweeted this out. Special teams attrition happens when there are injuries on your roster. So think about it. Would Marcus Jones have been playing 52 snaps on defense if everybody was right? Would Miles Bryant have, I don't know what his snap count ended up at yesterday, but I'm sure it was pretty high. Now, I know they mixed him in a little bit more, but to me, Miles Bryant should be playing 25% of the defensive snaps and the overwhelming majority of the special team snaps. Every single team. But when that guy's got to play up and you lose someone like Schooler, you had a bunch of numbers and names out there that were running around and you were like, who the hell are these people? Or the guys that you knew, their tongues were dragging on the ground because they also are playing snaps on defense and things like that. So there is, you know, that's a part of the roster issue of the, everybody makes a big deal that, 
Well, Bill loves to fill out 40 through 53. Yeah, because he doesn't want Miles Bryant playing 55 snaps on defense when there's injury and having to call up, you know, Yev Kassem or whatever to come in and help you on the kick coverage team because you don't have enough guys because you got to play them on defense. Okay, so there's a little bit of that in okay. there as well. Excellent point. Excellent point. And I agree with you because when you look at the when you look at the first kickoff return, it looked like none of them knew what they were doing. They all kind of funneled into the middle. That's exactly they right. They all funneled into the middle, and you're like, oh, I'm just going to pop this outside. And then the second one, he comes up the middle, and then uh, Miles Bryant misses the tackle. Right. Can't make an old field tackle. Maybe he's fatigued. Who knows? But I would sit there and say, okay, good point, good point, good point. Okay, I know my team can't cover. The but league, the league, the league already helped me out. They said, you know what? Uh, we don't even want kickoff returns. We feel like it's uh, it, there's too many injuries. We're going to move the damn thing up. We're going to make it so every single person can kick the stupid ball out of the back of the end zone so we don't have ed issues and we don't have the players' union yelling and screaming about concussions. Okay. The way to protect against that is to have a kicker that can kick the damn ball out of the back of the end zone. Oh, and they don't have that either because of some stupid, weird suspension that I'm that we'll get into later. So it's a it's just a shrapnel combination of issues that that are easily preventable. That's what I. That's the theme for me today. Mm-hmm. Everything is preventable. Like all these situations, this season, this embarrassing season, it was all preventable from the very beginning. Call it pride, call it arrogance, call it mismanagement of personnel. Well, I don't know. Well, Bill Belichick earlier today, when pressed on Matt Patricia, ended up saying, hey, we looked around and we did what we thought was best for the football team. And then that was it. And it was just like an open-ended statement. And he kind of just left it hanging out there. And when you look at it, you could argue, and and I thought at the beginning of the year, the biggest whiff Bill Belichick made even more than having Matt Patricia calling plays, was Matt Patricia as the offensive line coach. And there is no question, it's not even close, because those same guys were there last year too. They went backwards up front, and a part of it was because that guy was coaching that position group. And as much as Matt Patricia wasn't a great play caller, doesn't get rhythm, I think somebody, who was it? Dan Orlowski might have been the one to say, they're just running plays, right? There's nothing sequential about it. The bigger thing was that you didn't have an O-line coach who could find a way to connect with those guys and sure up, like you mentioned, little things, stunts, backs helping in protection, things of that nature. They were never able to get that cleaned up. And I'm convinced that the guys in the middle, and hell, I'm even starting to think that Trent Brown's going to be here next year and that it will be some new right tackle and maybe they bring somebody in to sort of challenge the tackles or maybe challenge Trent Brown. But I would dare say that four of those five guys are likely to be back next year. And I think with a real offensive line coach, you might be able to clean those cats up because I don't think those guys stink. Mike Onwen, who's supposedly one of the highest graded guys for a rookie, Cole Strange was, Cole Strange might end up in the top five of rookies in terms of snaps this year. Oh, I don't know how many he missed. Maybe a couple times when the he was Jets struggling. Were, well, it was, again... They, they pulled him because he was really getting his ass yeah, kicked. Yeah, Quinn and Williams, when, a pro With bowler. Isaiah Wynn. Well, yeah, right. right. All that stuff. Yep. And then Isaiah Wynn gets hurt. So, you know, when you look at like you said, a lot of this is preventable. It was the preventative maintenance that Bill Belichick didn't do. And, and with all due respect to Billy Yates, I don't know if the guy can coach. It's not his job to fix it. It was Matt Patricia's job to fix it. And he was the play caller. But again, there's so much to unpack here. 617-7797-937. Yet, through it all, if a couple of things went their way, 
this team would be in the postseason with nine wins. As bad as it was, as bad as Matt Patricia was, it was there for them. And defensively, they had a team that was as competitive as any of the AFC defenses in the playoffs. In fact, had they made the playoffs, you might have been able to argue that the Patriots might have had the best defense of all the teams had they made it. But then again, this is all moot. We'll start to talk to you. Fourier and I have so many layers of this game to get into. Unpacking the offense. Defense was pretty good. They got victimized by two great throws by Josh Allen. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Now, this is already made up for Foyer Friday playlist or whatever the hell no, we no, called no, that no, thing. No, 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 That was, stop it. This is a good tune, and how apropos the Patriots are going home after losing in Buffalo yesterday. Lines are starting to jump. You can also get to us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Boston W-E-E-I. That's where you can look at Foyer looking at himself the whole time. Right. Nice shave for you. I know you did. Well, that was really because you had TV last night. Some of us don't True. care. They go on and just clean up the little neck beard a yeah. little bit. Some of us try to look good. Yes. Um, you know, you're of that. I'm of the, hey, I do what I need to to get the check. <laughs> and then and then people so laugh. So people don't run from you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. My <laughs> wife stopped me. I was dying my beard early in yeah. the year. My wife. Were cut, you really? Oh, yeah. She was like, don't do that again. She likes the gray, huh? She does. I think it's because it's the whole, I look a lot younger when I do it. So there's the, I don't want that. Not not in a threatening way, but in a, I'm as old as you, don't look younger than me kind yeah. of thing. Okay. I get it. All I right. stopped doing it because right. I'm a good listener. You can uh, text us at 37937. And, uh, oh boy, offensively yesterday, I thought the Mac Jones interceptions were interesting. Okay? Okay. Let's walk through them just quickly. The one to Aguilar. Yes. He stopped. Start with that one. He stopped running. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Why would he? Why? He, it's one on one coverage. Max trying to throw it to him at the pylon. And isn't that kind of the aim point a little bit? Like if that were Parker out there, wouldn't it be, let me get it close to that part of the end zone up against the end line, pylon right there, front pylon. Let him try to go up and make a play, and if, God forbid, it gets deflected, you hope it ends up going out of bounds as opposed to staying in bounds. And instead, Aguilar stopped the route about two yards short, and Mac threw it to where he thought Aguilar was going to be. See, this is why I think, like, in, in between, like, quarterbacks are 
uh, they bear the burden of bad plays, lack of effort, um, terrible decision-making by their receivers. And even an, a guy that does everything right where the ball goes in his hands, but he drops it and it's an interception, the, the quarterback shouldn't be charged for that. I think there needs to be some sort of plus-minus system like there is in hockey or, or in basketball where if I throw you the ball and we all agree that you should have caught it and then it gets intercepted, I shouldn't be charged with an interception. This is another one of those situ- situations. I bet if you were, if we had the plus-minus system in football, Aguilar, Aguilar would have been the one of the worst in the league. I agree. There are so many bad plays associated with him. Catch, strip, fumble, catch, fumble. Not a catch, interception, like bad route, terrible angle. All these things that are more of him not doing it right or getting beaten or giving up on the play. So, yes, the first interception was all Aguilar. You said that he stopped. You know why he stopped? Because he got hemmed up. He couldn't get around the corner. I don't know who the corner was. It was but white. He, he had, it was a terrible route. Yeah. It was a terrible route. So, White does the right thing, gets right in front of him. I know what you're doing. You're not, you got you to gotta go inside. You got to go inside and then bend it outside. So you know that he's not giving you the sideline. So you so you force him to to, um, to chase you inside, and then you bend it back around. Then you go vertical again. He gets stopped, and he's, it looks like he's blocking him. He's like doing he this did. whole thing. He did. And then Mac throws on timing, and then White just kind of you know disengages, and he catches the ball. So they're giving that. They're well, like, technically sure. Hey, Mac, you should have seen that. He wasn't open. Dude, I'm trusting you to get open. Dude, Fourier, what are you talking about? Aguilar was running hard. Mac threw it to White so because he wanted to lose. You know that there are those people out yeah. there. I thought, that was a, I thought that was a terrible, terrible, terrible route. Agreed. Terrible. Now, the, uh, the interception that hit the hand of uh, Damian Harris... Timing was bad on that yep. one. That ball just gets tipped up in yep. the air. And then the one in the end zone, go back and watch that again. Do you know why that interception happens? Are you talking about the two-point conversion? Um, no, 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 no. The two-point conversion we're going to get to. Yeah, okay. But Max interception that Matt Milano had. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know why? Oh, yeah, that was the Hunter Henry. That's right. Yeah. But a part of the reason the Mac threw it there was because there wasn't a safety in the area to be able to necessarily make the interception if the ball gets tipped. If you go back and watch that, Milano is dropping in coverage, and when the ball comes out, he turns and hustles his ass back towards the goal line. He ran into the interception because it got tipped. But if Milano does what a lot of linebackers do, where they sink and they guard the guy from the front and don't turn their shoulders and run towards him – that ball probably falls in the end zone because the safeties were split. Yeah, but I thought that it was a dangerous throw regardless of what he was doing. There was it was wild it was There's a wild no throw. That was a dangerous throw. It wasn't high enough for Henry just to give up on it. It was high enough for him to attempt it. And the degree of difficulty, ten being toughest, was probably around an eight. Right, well, it, was it might a, have been even a little higher. Maybe than that sure, too. Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Yep. Eight to ten, whatever. They're right. still all hard. I feel like Gronk had a catch like that years ago where he one-handed it and then brought it in. It was like an unbelievable catch. But I'm sitting there going, he's first of all, he's covered, and then there is there is another player right next to him. So he has a choice to make. I'm going to try and catch it, but okay. It's just it's just a dangerous throw. It was too it's aggressive a, for the moment. Absolutely. Towards it's, the end of the first half, Mac made another aggressive throw where he tried to get him into field goal range. That that one that he really loaded up and ripped there and tried to get it down the seam. That's where it felt like 
okay, that is the right kind of aggressiveness in the moment because you're trying to you know get in field goal range, make something happen late, all that kind of stuff. Whereas that one, given the score, time of the game, and all that, I appreciate the effort that Matt Milano made. But I see the point on the, yeah, might have been a little too aggressive there or throw it out the back of the end zone and live to play another day. You know why? Because there is a sense of desperation. That was a desperation throw, even though it was third down. Right. You didn't need to do it. Like, you could have, and I think you still could have gotten a first down and go back and look, but it didn't look like that was, look, if I'm going to take a shot, low, low percentage chance. I'd rather... Find another one-on-one topic, maybe a back or something like that, and then let them let those guys figure it out. But other than Devontae Parker, who are you trusting to throw the ball to? Kobe Myers. If it isn't Ramondre Stevenson, okay, Myers. So and Hunter and, Henry. And by the way, well, that's what he tried to do, yeah, but better. But, but again, <laughs> my point is, is that you know he he tries to throw it to meaning Mac tries to throw it to Aguilar. Aguilar porks him again, and you ran down the list of ways that, that Aguilar has kind of hurt this offense. So now, again, you know, and he, he, text, 37937 out of the 508. Uh, so we're now making excuses for Mac. Sorry, guys, but I just don't think Mac will ever be the guy that puts the team on his back and leads it to the playoffs. Well, he kind of did it as a rookie last year where he didn't whiz it away. And, again, the whole put it on his back is a little much. This has never been as much (laughs) – listen, for as much as Tom Brady was here and he's a great player and there were times where he did shoulder an overwhelming part of the load, A, because they knew he could, and B, they weren't where they were defensively. This this defensively was a playoff or, dare I say, even a conference championship caliber defense. The problem was what went on offensively, and that's kind of what we're getting into at 617-779-7937. Hang on. Let's get to the phones here. Let's start with Mark in Rhode Island who wants to talk about the Patriots' offense aggression. Foyer, hello, Mark. Hi. How are you guys doing? What's up? Good. What's up? Uh, Biggest problem I had with all the calls yesterday was the two-point conversion. They're on the two-yard line. They throw the ball. And the receiver isn't even in the end zone from a yard out. You've got to get into the end zone. Why do you even call that kind of a play if the receiver doesn't know enough to get into the end zone? Oh, man. Mark, you're scratching right where I itch because I tweeted it out right away at the real Gresh. It's like that was a crap two-point play. So Marcus Jones is playing a ton of defense. So, of course, you put Marcus Jones in on a two-point play. What's the Buffalo defense thinking? Now, by the way, what they were thinking is these bastards are still going to run it because I think it was Romo who pointed out they still had six or seven guys in the box lined up for the traditional run or for Mac to maybe try to sneak it. So they go four to the right. They bring Jones in motion. You know he's not doing anything. And then all it is is you're trying to really set screens without getting called for OPI to open it up for Ramondre Stevenson to literally just run a tiny little either angle route, route, whatever it is, and for him to kind of get it and sort of fall into the end zone. Made no sense whatsoever. And the real giveaway to me was you put Marcus Jones in there. So they're thinking – Buffalo didn't fall for it at all. But Marcus Jones was in on the same play, on not the same play. Um, earlier, the Devontae Parker touchdown, Marcus Jones was a decoy. Right. He flared out to the outside, uh, brought some traffic with him, and Devontae Parker came from the left side to the right, back of the end line of the end zone, and he got the touchdown. 
So to so me, you did it once. Why go back see, to that they, again? They ran a bunch of the same plays. Yes. Okay. They which did. was to me obvious. Same play, opposite side. Same play. All you do is like change the player. You knew the down and distance. You knew the circumstances. You know they don't have a big library of plays. Library of plays. So you sit there and go, huh? Okay. Process of elimination. This is the only thing they're gonna do. So you sit there and you cover it. So and and, and it's for a while it worked for you. So you were in the, that first drive where they got that touchdown, fourth and one, couple fourth down opportunities, which I was like, wow, they're ballsy today. They know that they can't give it up. They can't give it back. They have to be aggressive, and everything's mm-hmm. working. You're going, wow. Where was so? This isn't the conservative, you know, let them make a mistake approach. This is the aggressive, take matters into your own hands approach. And we saw what happened there, because when you're when you stink in the red zone, when you stink on third down, and when you have an inability to, come on, dialing up two point plays nowadays in the NFL, is it really that hard? Everybody practices it. Every team goes into a game with their handful of two-point plays. Some of them are off of the offense that you're running that week. Some of them are just plays that you stash aside. Like, remember I mentioned earlier, and I think it was Orlovsky who said, it looks like they're just out there calling plays. Some of those calling plays plays, to me, are the ones that you put in the back pocket and you wait for the the two-point conversion or if you need a goal line play or something like that, and there wasn't anything there consistently this year, and I just thought that was a that was a crap play call, and they didn't give anybody a chance to really do anything. That's the like you did not put Ramondre Stevenson in the best position to succeed by having him be the guy lined up out wide to try to catch that. If you're gonna do it. Do it with a wide receiver and use Ramondre in part as a decoy and let him at 230 pounds be one of the guys getting in the way versus having either a tight end or a wide receiver out there being one of the people to get in the way to try to let your 230-pound back not only catch the ball on like a slant route, but also then try to get in the end zone. See, to me, when you look at it, you know, when you talk about all those plays, the the novice OC with that spent the entire season being real predictable when they finally get a rhythm rhythm on play where things are working if you're a veteran defense with a good coach Leslie Frazier defense coordinator for the Buffalo Bills you just say just be patient guys right just be patient when they get into a hairy situation they're going to go to what they're comfortable doing and we know what they're comfortable doing now yep. we have three quarters of information just be patient use your keys Understand like uh, the practice time that we really didn't have, but you know this team, you know what they're doing, and eventually they got exposed. Eventually, like they just caught up to them, and they weren't playing on their heels. To me, that was totally predictable. The ending was totally predictable. Fine, good drive here. You can look back through every game book, and you'll see the the same kind of theme. There's at least good one drive. good drive. In Always every game. good yeah. drive. Maybe sometimes there's maybe two, but sure. most of the time you can't replicate it. Like, you can't replicate it. You can't, okay, all right, let me move this around. Okay, let, let, let's keep them guessing. You know, and you don't have one dominant play. I got to have it go to a play that can get you out of a jam. Like, you don't have anything. You can say, like, I hate using old school Patriots. Please do, though. I hate using it because, but really, on any team I was ever on, you got to have a got to have a play. And you got to have it. You got to have it. Like, okay, who we, it's Edelman. It's Welker. It's Gronk. You know, Hall of Fame type guys, Hall of Fame type careers, but you still 
Jacoby Myers, hey, can you just – you're the guy. I'm just going to focus in on you. Got to have mm-hmm. a play. I don't care what everybody else is doing. Devontae Parker seemed to be that guy. He caught everything they threw to him. Like, where's this guy been? You know, Hunter Henry was having one of his best games. You know, all these guys that you have been yelling and screaming about contributing were all contributing. Why? Why were they contributing? Because you gave them opportunities. You gave them chances, and they didn't let you down. Hunter Henry should have 60 catches easily. But you know what? You wanted to fool around with this. You wanted to tinker with that. You didn't trust this guy. You were too afraid to do that. You wanted to play complimentary football. No, I did. This drives me nuts. I was just gonna say, I can tell that it's driving you nuts. You're like, you're so fixable. Your voice is building to the crescendo, and it just drives you nuts. It's also seeing a tight end being wasted, isn't it? He's. I mean, listen. I feel like a lot of them were wasted. I think Kendrick Bourne. I can make the. I can be just as passionate with Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that I can with Hunter Henry. Aguilar had chances and made mistakes. He's a. He's a. He's a disaster. Bourne never really got as many chances as Aguilar. The fact and the other thing is not to go old school Patriot again, but the standing rule was, you tell me, rookie running back comes in, he fumbles. When does he see the playing field again? Mm, either when they need him or when he stops fumbling in practice and the coaches believe in him. Yeah. Ramondre Stevenson, weeks one through five last year. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's right. a standing. Hey, here's our here's our chart. Mm-hmm. You're a rookie. You know, the two thing points come together. That's a three-game suspension. You ain't seen the ball again. Aguilar, I'm amazed that they they during high high leverage, high circumstances situations, they kept involving him on go routes. Those plays are hard enough to catch at a high level. You're letting him do it with press coverage where the guy's like a vet and is going to check you. And you. And here's the other thing. He doesn't do it. He's not any good at it. Maybe, like, he needs to be in motion. He needs to be in motion. Yes. Right. He's not like Devontae Parker or Tyquan oh Porter who have God. the ability to get out. off the line of scrimmage. It's all coming out. I feel like I've, I've been holding it in. Free the beast, <laughs> like, my Bleh. friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free the beast. regurgitate all over this microphone for the next three weeks. Well, because there are a lot of Patriot fans who want in on this to barf it up as well, like Duke and Cape Cod with aggression. Foyer, hello, Duke. Hey, two things, guys. You know, of the playoff teams, if they had gotten in, forget it. They could have caused, wreaked a lot of havoc. They threw away four or five games this year. It's ridiculous. I'm with you all the way, Christian, on this. They're better than Miami. Miami's going to get smoked. I would have rather see Pittsburgh in there. At yeah. least they would have gave them a fight, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm just so disappointed. Everything you say is right on the money. I mean, this team is so fixable. They, they could be in the playoffs, and if they got in, if they had beaten Buffalo and didn't throw that game away, too. Number 30 on, on one of the kickoff returns, I don't know who he is. He looked like he had cement in his feet chasing him down along with the, uh, the kicker. I mean, right. it was ridiculous. Yeah, no, they, I, know, I know you're talking about. Go ahead. Oh, no, Duke is gone. But, oh. uh, well, <laughs> never expect a kicker to make a tackle. There, no, are not, but it was, there are not that many Adam Vinatieri's, but, you know, Folk is 40, what, one years well, old? Well, I don't ever expect it, but there was a – I know he's talking about – I think it was McMillan was chasing him. Is and that if, who it is? I I'm think going on to the, the first one it may have been because I feel like – I was like, man, his hips got tight. You know, he was like – he was trying to stride. He just could not get his legs to turn over. 30's Mac Wilson. That's the one I'm thinking of, Mac Wilson. And by the way, Mac Wilson was one of those linebackers that you brought in to be able to match the speed of Josh Allen. And Mac Wilson was the guy here in Gillette when 
Allen rolled to the right. Looked like he was going out of bounds. John Jones Just quit on away. the play. And, threw, and, he, and he stiff-armed him as well. That's the thing is that you added speed, but did you add enough size with that speed? So, again, it's another thing for the Patriots to try to go find here in the offseason. We're, uh, we're letting it out today, folks, here mm-hmm. on Gresham Fourier. 617-779-7937. Twitter, Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I, on Instagram, Gresh and Fourier. We also have another play to talk about with Mac Jones that I don't know whether the fact that it was called for Mac drove Fourier nuts, the fact that there was the play call that drove him nuts, or is this just more piling on Matt Patricia for not really understanding red zone and goal line concepts? We will get to that next. WEEI, WEEI, New England Sports Original. And Fourier on WEEI and streaming on WEEI.com. All right, Turk, you're back on the bad list after this. I didn't tell him to do this. No, no one would ask for Bon Jovi. Not me. It pertained to going home. That's why. Yeah. Who's going home? The Patriots. Patriots are going home. They're done. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have been getting ready to play. What did you do when the season was over? It is crazy. I heard this analogy. I think Bill actually used it. So you you, you kind of uh, think of it like uh, I don't run on a treadmill. I'm assuming you don't either. I hate treadmills. Uh, but uh, if imagine running on a treadmill and if somebody like just kind of automatically just stopped the treadmill mm-hmm. and like they pulled that little emergency thing, whatever, and then you just you see people like on inter- on the Internet, they just fly off. Because it stops. <laughs> That's what the end of the season is like. There's no warning. You don't ease into it. It just ends. It's like you fall off a cliff. It just ends. And then you show up today because they got back last night, 1 o'clock game, plenty of time to you know hang out with your family. You go show up today, have a meeting, and then you are unpacking your locker that day, and then you will say goodbye to people that you may never see again. They give you one of those big, heavy, industrial black uh, you know trash bags. You throw all your stuff in there, everything. Trash bags. Yeah. This is the NFL, for God's sakes. Yeah. No, it's it's actually really efficient. Actually, I appreciate it. To throw like, it in a trash bag? Well, and because just... think about how much stuff you have. It's not just your pads. It's not like a game day bag, which is like your helmet. It's like every sweatshirt, all your shoes. You may walk out of there with two bags. All your shoes, all your sweatshirts, all your shorts, all your personal stuff. Everything needs to go. Oh, if you I, leave it, they throw it out. I forgot that at the NFL level, you get swag. Like when I played in college, I had soap, or, uh, soap and shampoo and maybe a comb bring, at best. You had best. to bring it on your own. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't put your like socks and underwear in the uh, mesh bag that no, you, you put in. For, you had to. You had to. Or, That's actually a good idea. Or you. <laughs> oh, I just sucked up to uh-huh. uh, the great Al Madison down at URI, who was. Uh, listen, if you're an aspiring football player. And you're going to play in high school and college. Let me give you two pieces of advice. Here are the two people you need to suck up to. The the football office secretary, because they know everything at a university and know who to get a hold of, and your equipment guy. Can I add one? Please. Whoever is your academic advisor. Oh, that's true. I didn't have that. I I was of of uh, perfect academic standing. Well, but no, I was ineligible after my freshman year and had to go to summer school. So was I. Yeah, yeah. So First year I had issues, then it was first okay. Year. Except my coach made me pay for it, and he was like, you'll never do that again. And I'm like, I hate you now. My first year in college, uh, hopping on the coaster real quick, 
the, my first year, so we played in the Orange Bowl against Notre Dame for the national championship, Colorado versus Notre Dame. And while we win, the score is 10 to 9, and we're having this huge party. Everybody's having a blast. Here comes the academic advisor. I see his head just kind of going through the crowd. And he's like, yeah, great job. Hey, you're suspended. I was like, what do you mean I'm suspended? He's like, yeah, you're suspended. Uh, your grades, didn't, uh, they weren't up to par. Like, we got to suspend you. So I was like, Are you, this is when you're telling me? I'm after, drunk after the national at the, title game. After the nat, at the celebration so party you're in thinking, the hotel. So you're thinking this ring is going to look dope. Yep. I can't wait to take it home and yep. da 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 and all that. You're suspended. And you get you're suspended. Yeah. I was like, are you again? kidding me? So all nothing even counts. He's like, nope. I'm like, I Brutal. You. Yeah, I was having too much fun. I learned my lesson though. That was it. Yeah, second uh, second semester for me was uh, not good. And again, I ended up passing. I, I, I to get a journalism degree that back then at URI, you had to go through Spanish one hundred and four. I took one hundred and three four times, and then got through it. <laughs> it's the and, same thing. And I took one hundred and four yeah. three times, and it was my last yeah. semester there. But the teacher had married a football player that was a teammate uh. of mine, so I was able to say, I need, I just need a D. Can you give me a D to get out of here? And she was like, sure. Here's what Boom, I don't, done. with the amount of times, see, I was a communications, I was a film studies major, and then I was, uh, I was actually thought I was going to make movies. Phil, oh. Yeah, I thought I was, I was like, that was yeah, my goal. Yeah, Billy. It's too expensive. Christian too expensive. was going to make the porno. Yes. Yes, I yeah. was. Well, well, he's from California, yeah, so you never yeah. know. And San Fernando Valley, too. That's uh, where it all started. Exactly right. Um, so, uh, so sure as hell, like, I had to take uh, Spanish also. I should be fluent in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, every, the, and this is this is back when the teachers, like, they didn't speak English. They couldn't. They didn't know how to speak English. So you were forced to speak them in Spanish. So they would, every Monday, hey, what'd you guys do? Maybe she would talk, ask us what we did over the weekend. I would say, ah, uh, un fiesta, mucho cerveza. Como se dice uh, catches in Espanol? <laughs> uh, seis. Seis catches for... Oh, descalazos. Yeah. Seis catches for, uh, uh, what, uh, Sainte Peuta yards or whatever. Sainte yeah. Yeah. 20. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it was like all flat routes. Again, this was 1994 and 5 yeah. and 6 when I was taking this. Yeah. So I don't have to yeah. think about it anymore. It's amazing. Oh, man. Uh, there was a sequence in this game that I know struck a chord with you. So the New England Patriots come out in the third quarter. They drive it all the way down the field, get to the Buffalo 21. There's the interception from Mac. Two plays later, Devin Singletary fumbles. Patriots get the ball first and 10 at the Buffalo 11. And on third and eight from the Buffalo 9, there's a draw called for Mac Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, now for the analysis, former oh NFLer Christian Foyer. Can we just say that uh when I, I first of all, I like the idea of changing up your tendencies. You have red zone issues, you can't move the ball, you can't score, you can't finish. Kudos to you, Mac. Yeah, so sure <laughs> enough, like the one play, I just feel like he's a terrible runner. And yes, he did get positive yardage, but holy crap, I'm sure whoever the, I think it's, it must have been Cole Strange or David Andrews that he literally ran right into the back of. It's like he closed his eyes and ran forward. And then he said, "Uh oh, oh, I opened them." And then, "Oh, look, there's a little opening right there. There's a little crease. Let me go over there." So, they listen. It worked, but that's not who he is. Like he's not who he is. He's not a runner. You know when you run it's that not, play, it's not a runner. So to your point, middle of the field. But well, that. But also, and I know that Kansas City did the snow globe play where they all went around yeah. in a circle. But when they came out, it was Isaiah Pacheco that was lined up behind the center. The way you run that play, in my opinion, is you you have to layer that 
and you try to get someone else in there to get the direct snap. Whether it's Mac lined up out wide, whatever it is, run a play where Mac is not in the traditional spot. Then you can at least go back to it, and if you think you're going to get the right look, then you work off of it and maybe do it with someone without Mac. Because if you turn around and hand it off, it's guaranteed stop. But Mac had a lane to be able to get there. It's just not his cup of tea. 80% so is there of a way to dress it up? And you, listen, you Agreed. know how you dress it up? Give me a running quarterback. That's how I dress well, it up. there you I go. Grab, I say, yeah, you know great, what? You know, great observation. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Mac. I, it, it just, again, like, I don't think they ran a quarterback counter all year. All year. Well, you that's have the not, other thing, too. It was they have counter. not run it. It's, it's your polling guys. It's a you're little looking, slow developing. Yes, you got you to gotta read your blocks. So I need a quick twitch guy to make the first tackler miss off of that. And, that, and of course, Mac ran into something. They ended up scoring, right? I think they ended up scoring. They, they ended up kicking the field goal, and then they turned around, and that's when they gave up. So they went up 17-14, and then you had Hines with the second kickoff return for a touchdown, 21-17. You could argue that that first half of the third quarter, there was your game right there. Yeah. You missed an opportunity to get in the end zone. You got the fumble. You had the chance again. Crappy play on third down. Kick the field goal. Then you turn around and give up the uh, the kickoff return for a touchdown. Just stand midfield and let him kick you right in the balls. Yeah, because just looking at the stats, because Bill post game was like, ah, you know, we were, you know, terrible in the red zone. I was like, well, goal to goal situations, there were two for two, 100%. The red zone efficiency, so there are two out of four, 50%. So, I mean, listen, I would love that to be 100% also, but I felt like they weren't as bad. Listen, they were one of the worst in the league at red zone production. Mm -hmm. Red zone efficiency, goal-to-goal situations, they're one of the worst in the league. So they're better than their average. They In this game, they performed above expectations if you're just looking at the stats. The stats would say you should be over. You shouldn't have a touchdown at all. You should, Stats you should. are for losers. Well, I mean, when you're losing, actually, actually you when know, you're when you're who you guys are. There's and, where you nailed it. When you're losing, stats are for losers. Yeah. When you're winning, doesn't really matter. So, I mean, so it's one of those things where I appreciate the uh, the effort, but I would say too little, too late. 617-779-7937. Um did Bill Belichick make a tactical error to start the game yesterday? We'll get into that and continue talking on these phones with you about the Pats next. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.